Welcome to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. I'm Don Maeda, co-hosted by Michael Antonovich, and our guest in-house today is Guy Kohana's Hunter Lawrence. So, Hunter, you've been on the show before. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me. You're thanks for having me. I mustn't have been too bad if he's having me back a second time. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, man, we, we, we are big fans of HLI here in the Swap Moto Live office. So. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, what would or have ordinarily been... An off weekend for you was just another weekend in sidelined hell, right? Yeah, for sure. It was, it sucked. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, obviously we had a freak accident um, the Wednesday right before Washougal. And it was that milestone. It was the last session of the day. And uh, my bike locked up at the top of an up ramp. So the Conrod snapped. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, which is... You ask any team, you know, that's like one in a million chance yeah. that a Conrad snaps, you know. Um, and, yeah, so that that happened and I just went over the bars. It was too too late for me to, to save it. Like, I let go of the bike, but mm. at that point, I was already facing the ground like a lawn dart. So, yeah, I I did a really good number on my collarbone, actually. Yeah. I broke it in half and then split it in half like it split wood in half. So... Yeah, obviously I done. I smashed the SC joint. Ah, uh, yeah, SC joint yep. earlier this year twice. So that and we didn't have surgery for that, so it just healed up super big. You know how mm. how bone mends; it just mends thicker yeah. and stronger. So it just yeah shattered the other end, and so yeah, they they we did surgery on it Friday. Um, two days later, Greenbaum got us in. Um, and Lucas, you know, he organised it. He was straight onto it, which was good. And and yeah, they did surgery on it. We got a plate. Um. 12 screws in it so that wow. things yeah held yeah, together pretty strong <laughs> yeah was it over the finish line no no it was over it wasn't actually it was on the vet track yeah it was oh, on the really? vet track yeah yeah the the jump before the trees <laughs> like the tabletop oh. under the trees mm -hmm. you come out of the corner and it's it used to be just like a little a little tabletop but now it's kind of like not a step down but yeah. the up ramp's definitely higher than mm -hmm. the, the thing so you come out you ring second out and off the seat you know you don't technically stand up before it mm -hmm. um and yeah just at, to the top you know it's not wide off of it so i'd shut off and it, as soon as i shut off right as my front wheel oh, left oh, the bike locked up so the the g-force and and how much moment moving momentum was just stopped instantly how hard it pushes you over the bars is crazy like that's myself i'd just couldn't possibly react fast enough mm -hmm. to let go as soon as it happened because in your mind ah, it's a small jump you know you think you got it but the down ramp's further yeah. below mm -hmm. and then half like yeah we're talking half split seconds you're making these decisions and not nah, we're done we're off yeah. you know and it, it was still too late so yeah freak accident um but i mean it's part of the sport it's just i mean it sucks for sure i mean we could sit here and talk about how how much it sucks, but it's <laughs> it's how it is. You just it's how you come back, you know. I especially uh, it it kicks you in the teeth even more when you feel like things were starting to come together. You know, we yeah, were, you just gotten your first couple wins. Or? Yeah, we were really working um, on the engine package we had and stuff to help mm -hmm. us on the starts. We felt you know our riding was good, our fitness was good, our start technique mapping, like the throttle. You know, we can look at our starts and analyze them so minute like we can tell if you hold the thing flat out and then when you go over the gate if you 
bump the throttle a little bit, it'll tell us like you went from 100% throttle to 91% throttle or something so technical like that. And and all of our starts were really good. The you know our clutch was good on balance and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, we were just just getting out horsepower. So we, the team was working overtime, you know, to do that. And and I feel like we really started. You know, we tested the Friday before Millville when it was like 110 degrees at the track down the road. And we stayed until like five o'clock that day, just working on bits and pieces, trying to, all right, let's try this, let's try this, and and because they'd been working in that two week mm-hmm. break, and yeah, I felt like we made some good steps, and we were sort of, you know, really getting on the right track, and I was happy with how we were going, and then for this to happen, it's just like, yeah, now now we're we're working hard because we're not riding, so we're losing bike fitness a little bit, you know, we're not, okay, it's only in the best case scenario three weeks off the bike, but. Yeah. Still, you know, so we're working hard again, building, building for maybe coming back at Ironman for one last race of the season. So mm-hmm. it's it's a bit of a crappy timing, you know, but um, it's happened. It happens. It's sport yeah. we mm-hmm. love to do. So. So initially, when I texted you, uh, you said maybe your arm. So I see the abrasion on it. Yeah, yeah. It was. <coughs> it's all good now. Like it's still a little bit numb, but mm-hmm. after the crash, I didn't have feeling in my hand until oh, wow. the the day after the surgery so friday uh is that, after is that friday. due to the impact on your forearm or maybe some nerves in your i'm not 100 percent sure because it's yeah like i have this mark here and stuff but i don't i couldn't tell you if it was the bike that hit it or if it was a rock in the ground yeah. but yeah like all all up here and stuff a little bit of bruising and but it's still numb and and like we were dr g put my wrist back in my wrist was out of place and as soon as he put my wrist back in place that that freed up my hands and stuff Mm -hmm. and i could move it instantly which was good um but yeah like nothing was broken um the doc just said i've it's just like you get a rope and just stretch it to like crazy yeah so that's what you've just done to your nerve was uh was scrub daddy one of the first guys to you Believe it or not, Scrub Daddy was not at Milestone. He wasn't there that day. On Pro Day, he wasn't at Milestone. <laughs> so I don't know where he was. How did he know? He's got spies because he's the one who let me know that you got hurt. Yeah? Yeah. He wasn't there, though. <laughs> he he wasn't there. If he was yeah. there, I would have seen him for sure. But no, nah, he wasn't there. So You got lucky, too, because that wrist thing, like it popping out, yeah. doing the ligaments, you're not going to sure. get that stuff done until October, no, November, then, sure. if that went bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was super lucky that that we we put it back in like before it was too late because yeah, I was like struggling. I could just do the the fingers and stuff, but I had no no feeling. It was it's all numb and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was I was freaked out because yeah, I had no feeling from my elbow down wow. and it was So when did you see Doc G then? Because um it was I think 2 or 3 days after surgery. Oh, okay. So it was out for that long. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's crazy to think the little intricacies and all the bones yeah. when, when Doc G can go, oh, it was out. And, exactly, you know? exactly. Like we we went, you know, I just went, Greenbaum said go and get x-rays before we go to him because it's like a 45, 50-minute drive. So we just went to the local x-ray place and I x-rayed the wrist, the forearm, like all angles, collarbone, everything, shoulder. And yeah, they came back and said, oh, yeah, it's just your collarbone that's broken. I was like, oh, okay, it's, that's all right, so... We mm. sort of, you know, you, you go from there and then mm. to Greenbaum and all right, we're doing surgery. So it was, yeah, lucky that G picked it up because, yeah, I don't know if we left it even even longer, it, we could have been in some trouble there mm-hmm. with, with it. So, 
But yeah, ten days, no sling. You seem like you're going pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I had uh, I had a sling after the surgery just for the weekend, just making sure that bone would mend. Um, the first, probably the first four or five days, and mm-hmm. we had a checkup one week post op, and and he was really happy with how it looked. He said, "Wow, that we did X-rays again." He said mm-hmm. he was pumped on it. Greenbaum said it looks almost better than than what it did after after the surgery. So, which is which is really good news. So. Um, yeah, I've got great movement in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm really happy with how it's coming along. Will you get that pulled out at the end of the season or wait? No, it's got to be in for like 10 to 11 months. This oh, month. okay. So, it'll, we'll probably pull it out the end of next year. Yeah. I, f- I think just that's what he was saying roughly for a time frame. We'll just do it the end of the season next year. You mm-hmm. know, it's... Um, yeah, he said it shouldn't bother you. It's, he said good. he's done a lot of guys with, with plates and stuff and they, they don't get bothered by it mm-hmm. so that's good so yeah no pretty good so iron man though that's the plan yeah okay good that's that's what we're, we're aiming for you know if if sooner i mean i'm aiming for sooner but we'll say iron man um i have to ask then are you going to do donations has that been talked yeah, about for sure okay for sure no I, I will do that still that that's what eight weeks nine weeks away now so i've got plenty of time for for that it's just you don't want to... I mean, I still want to come back and race as many nationals as I can. Like, if I can do the last two, that'd be sick, you know, for the team and, and myself. It would be cool. It's two more tracks I haven't ridden. Mm-hmm. So, if I can do them, that's better for next, for next year, year, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, it just it just depends how much I lose in, in bike skill, fitness, yeah. etc. You know, you don't want to come back from fighting for race wins and then come back and you're like, 12. Man, I'd work my ass off and I got 12. Yeah. <laughs> 12th, you know, like, so, no, we'll see how we're going there. We'll see. That's good. But for sure, nations will, if okay, I get, good. if I get selected for that, we'll, we'll definitely be doing that. Did you do Assen before? Yeah. Yeah. How is that? It's made, it's different. It's, it's a MotoGP track. It's on mm-hmm. the TT circuit and they bring in hundreds of truckloads of sand and they basically build a sand pad around in the track layout and then that's your track. So it's, it's definitely different in my personal opinion. I mean, I don't know how they're going to fit all of the the spectators in that one area because for the GP, that, that main straight, like the finish line straight, where the track is, it's mm-hmm. pretty full yeah. for a GP, you know, so a Nations, unless they bring bring the track more along the grandstands, I'm not sure, but I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll make mm-hmm. it good. Nations is always a... a one of the best events of the year, yeah. I think it's safe to say. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be it'll be good. They'll they'll sort it out, and the atmosphere will be good. You know, it's in in like a stadium. Like- yeah, it's kind of a stadium feeling. You know, you've got the grandstands on this side, you've got the buildings on this side that you can watch on top of mm-hmm. from um, and stuff like that. So it's it's gonna feel like it's in a stadium, which I think that side of things is pretty sick because I remember. Like, Madeley Basin, what I thought was so sick about it was it was super overcast and cloudy because it was a massive storm coming. Mm-hmm. So, you had the big valley with all green grass in the valley, all the people, and then low cloud coverage. It was almost like it put a roof on the place, mm-hmm. you know? So, it gives it like a stadium kind of feel. And Redbud was a little bit similar, I think, you know, you could say with the weather and stuff. Because of the valleys and stuff. Yeah, sure. So, it, it, it in a way puts a roof on it. So, it's pretty sick, you know, like... I'm excited to see. I think a lot of people are, are sort of excited or 
very interested and intrigued on what they're going to do mm-hmm. for for the event and how they're going to you know cater to the spectators and all that. But the facility can definitely um, handle everything. Handle it. They can definitely cater to the event. That's that's for sure. Like the the paddock and and stuff. It's obviously all concreted. It's MotoGP mm-hmm. TT racetrack facility, so it's it can handle that for sure. But I mean. Yeah, it'll probably be the first nations ever to be at a place like that. At yeah, a place for sure. like that, and just thrown onto to mm-hmm. asphalt. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, do you guys like? Do you hit the? Do you ever hit the concrete, or did it not get that deep? We have. Um, I think what was that? 2017. I think 2017 we did in some places, but again, they're pretty on it with mm-hmm. like they're pretty on it with track prep. The the most dangerous thing wasn't going through and hitting the asphalt because like I said they were on it if they would see it you know the riders fill would say in. something they just fill it in you know it was more of when you went off the track it mm. was um, it's like supercross it, yeah even you know maybe a little worse like you would go well probably the same you go down their sand would be super soft on the side so if you didn't like drop off and your bike didn't get bicycle racked mm-hmm. in the sand and go over the bars if you made it down that you'd have about three foot of asphalt and then a scaffolding fence Mm -hmm. you know so like if you went off the track and you saved it from the six foot drop off of loose sand then you got to face like a a yeah 10 foot tall scaffolding fence so there there was a lot of um the first couple years a lot of complaints there's a lot of carnage at that one yeah yeah you know like the sar went out Yago Gertz crashed um that's just two of the guys i know like Mm -hmm. geyser Mm -hmm. he went off in his bike went into a fence he didn't mm-hmm. go into a fence but yeah quite a few guys so i mean it's yeah we'll see how they go but i mean last year wasn't too bad yeah, they it didn't was have good. last year was in all honesty a lot better so i mean third or fourth year i think it's their fourth year something like that yeah yeah so they're, they're definitely going to be more on the ball with it um as far as safety wise and stuff like that so mm-hmm. anton did you catch that new term which one? Bicycle rack. I like that. It's where like, it just stops. That's where you're just, just like, boom. <laughs> you know? I've done that. It's yeah. when they get scorpion. You see me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, there was a lot of, uh, in spite of being no motocross national this weekend, there's plenty as a race fan to watch. Yeah. And see. And obviously, I'm sure you kept close track of your brother's progress at yeah, Loretta Lynn's last week. So, Loretta Lynn's last week and Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. Um, did you speak to Jet at all on the phone or did you just watch his no I his, watched uh, it and I mean my mum was calling with my dad and stuff dad's there with him so she'd re- relay any information that I was interested in or, or or whatever but yeah it was it was cool I mean that's something like I think it's cool to look back that he was able to do it Yeah. Um, you know growing up as a kid that was always something we myself and like as a family growing up you look to that like that's you see it from Australia and it's like, that's Loretta Lynn's, that's, you know, you hear everyone talk about it, it's the best, it's so important, it's this and that. So it's cool they got to experience something that we looked at our whole childhood, like amateur careers, Mm -hmm, you know. Um, I think he rode very well. Um, His speeches may need a little work. Um, (laughs) I kicked a lot of ass. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Um, I mean, a lot of people don't realize he's 15. Yeah. So he doesn't have the best filter on what he's thinking you know from where it goes from up here to out verbally um 
But no, I think he did really well. I mean, he's, you know, there's kids riding super minis that are his age. And mm-hmm. he was in 250 Pro Sport yeah, A. Premier class. And in the, the 450 Pro Sport or whatever that was yeah, called. Yeah, Open Pro Sport. Mm-hmm. Open Pro Sport. So, I mean, it's yeah, you can look at it that way and, and go, what are kids his age doing? Um, but at the same time, I mean, we expect a lot from... Well, not expect a lot, but we, you know, we aim for a lot with Jet, you know, the... How how we train and how we set our goals is we don't set goals short of what we think you know we're capable of you know like mm-hmm. we're very hard on ourselves so it do, it doesn't matter if he was you know 14 or 15 if he came out in the first moto and and wins then you know obviously your goal is all right let's try and do it again the next one mm-hmm. and then you're automatically um, programmed in your mind like I'm good enough to win so we want the title you know it's 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 just as simple as that any race is the same um but yeah sure it's a it's a bummer to see him go one two dnf um in the last one uh, yeah. especially you know he had it i i think it's safe to say like he was leading by by quite a bit and then the bike stopped and i think joe crashed out swole didn't line up and neither did pierce brown so that was all the main title contenders and and <laughs> Then Jet was just left with a he you know he got a good start he was out leading and just that sort of again you know crap, yeah. crap happens you know it's a- just, any, it's a bummer uh, any word on what it was um I'm not too sure I I haven't bothered asking because I mean I'm sure the team and with my dad and stuff and the team and everyone <laughs> there they would have been obviously the mechanic you know was feeling terrible about it you know Christian so uh, Jet's mechanic is so yeah. fastidious and so. Like he put so much time into those bikes and and making sure nothing happened. So um, I think it was something something silly like a manufacturer side of things mm-hmm. that was just you know a bit bit of a joke really. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, but did, I mean, did yeah. Joe's bike let go on the last motor too? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought he crashed. No, I think it was a mechanical thing because he. I thought I heard them say they're pushing it back or he was like coasting off because okay. he was riding well. Like he had come up. I want to say he didn't get the greatest start in that last yeah, one, yeah. and then he knew he needed to make some moves. But your brother, I mean, he did exactly what he needed to do in that last one. Yeah, sure. And was out by a long way. What was, I think it was like two turns past the mechanics area when the bike let yeah, go. Yeah, I think it was in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, right before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. But the big thing, like that last moto, the 250 Pro Sport, the last one of the weekend, or whichever one it was, that was all three guys at their best. Like, he was eighth on the first lap yeah. and made a slew of passes. Like, yeah. he was going good. Fastest uh, the, laps of the, the moto. 450. Yep. Yep, yep. No, and I mean, he got third, you know, swollen Joe beat him. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at all of the motos the boys entered, you know, Jet was first, second, or third in every single race. He and entered. I think he had the fastest lap time. You mm-hmm. know, so, I mean, as far as, you know, you you break that up and you say, okay, two classes and now two rounds of the Nationals, he won two DNF, and then the other one he went, what, one, two, or two, one. Two, one, I think, yeah. Two, one, three, you know, so, I mean, as far as a, a Nationals, like, it's still really good points, you know, mm-hmm. he was the most consistent throughout the whole weekend. Um, when he DNF'd, he was in first place, so I think, yeah, it's... I think we're. I mean, we're as a family. We're happy with how mm-hmm. he did everything he could. So. Did you I talk mean, to him at all about on the phone at all? No. I'm curious to see really. what he thought of the event, and the track. Yeah, I the, think he would have liked it. I think the track. He did say the track was a lot tighter and smaller than it's he a thought. It's a mini bike track. Yeah, he was. He was quite. And my dad also. You know, you see it on videos and you hear the 
hear the, the riders on the videos and they're wide open, you know, and like launching that thing and you're like, oh man, it's like pretty centered track and stuff. Yeah. But he, I mean, just from what he was saying on the podiums and stuff, like he was, you know, you couldn't really be too aggressive on that track mm-hmm. because it would just, you'd tire, you'd make mistakes. So yeah, it was, it was, um, I think, yeah, a lot smaller, a lot tighter than he, than he expected. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, a bit more of a yeah mini bike track, I guess you could yeah. say. So cool. Well, hey, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors, but we'll be back for more with Hunter Lawrence. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Miskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Auto Rise dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt street adventure and naked models or check out ktm.com to learn more today hi this is 250 supercross champion chase sexton of the geico hana team to get the most performance out of your motocross bike make sure you're using the yoshimura exhaust systems visit yosh at yoshimura-rd.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today now enjoy the swap moto live kickstart podcast Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by 6D Helmets. And once again, we're here with uh, Hunter Lawrence. And so we are just talking about Laura Lenz. Um, so your brother will be going straight from Loretta's to Unadilla next week, right? Mm-hmm. But he's on the, the amateur rule program, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, is Joe's going straight into the pro team, right? Yeah, I believe so. And Carson is going in as amateur, he told mm-hmm. me. So what expectations do you have for your brother at Unadilla? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I do, I do not know. I mean, it's it's tough. If, if I mean, you can't really get a start around 15th and come through to a podium position mm-hmm. as, as easy as I feel in the GPs just because everyone's so close. The bikes are all very close. You don't have three fast, four fast factory bikes and the rest are a big step under. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Okay, Yamaha's a step above, but like Cowie, KDM, Husky, uh, Suzuki, they're all very competitive, um, as well as our one, you know, obviously being in the mix. So, obviously, he's not on a pro bike, so I'm not sure how he's mm-hmm. going to go on the start. Oh, he'll be racing his own bike. 
yeah, his normal bike. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on the amateur bike. So I'm not sure how he will how he'll go on the start, but I mean he'll he'll get in there and have a crack. Like he'll line up and think his bike's the fastest and the best, and 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 just try and do whatever. So <laughs> I I love the way you refer to your brother when we talk about him. <laughs> but so I, I'm assuming you guys don't have the relationship where he's like big brother. What is it like racing a pro national? I mean, he's not looking to you for advice no, on anything, no, no. right? He's he's his own show. He goes to the beat of his own drum. So he'll he'll get there and you know it'll be all fun and sweet and games and he'll have fun at doing it, you know. And and he'll probably come in after qualifying and and give RJ and Chase crap like, oh, I was nearly as fast as you, or oh, I was faster than you, or whatever. Like he'll he's that kind of kid, you know. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I honestly can't say how he'll do. Um, hopefully, he does well. Mm-hmm. But position-wise, honestly, I I don't know because you know at, at Loretta's like, or even just in general, like Jed will be out riding and he'll he'll be going to ride. But if he's out by himself, like he's not not doing the absolute best he can. If you throw someone else in front of him. He can shave two seconds a lap off mm-hmm. off his lap time or something, you know. Like whenever he's out riding by himself, and we'll do a warm up, and I'll do four seconds a lap faster or something like that, let's say. And then Dad will give him a serve because he's out there fannying about. Yeah. And then in the motos, like first moto, he's two seconds off, and then the next one he's one second off, you know. And then so it, it's it's funny we always laugh because it's like jet like. You can you know, flick it on. Yeah, like, hey, you know, like, what, what's this guy doing? Watch him. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then he'll go and do it, you know. So he could, you know, being in that deeper pool, he could rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. But we'll see. It should be cool. It's what, yeah, this weekend. So, What do you think about the other kids on the AM team? I mean, do you do you interact with uh, Carson and Joe much or do you know them very well? Yeah, not too much. I mean, they, they're their own sort of program. You know, they do their own riding days. Like, they ride different days to us. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously don't ride as as much as us pro, as a pro in one day, mm-hmm. but they ride more frequently, like more days of the week, but less of volume each day. So we, we end up on different days and, you know, sometimes different tracks. And then I went to Florida uh, mm-hmm. for quite a while. So, um, but I know Joe, he's a funny, nice little kid and stuff. And, and both the boys are, are great riders. I mean, they're both technical. They both have good skill. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. They're, they're good riders. Like, mm-hmm. they're fast. I mean, like Cali tracks and stuff. And even in Florida, like, uh, from Chase telling me when Joe was at, at the nest, like, they're fast. So, it's it'll be interesting to see where they, they you know, translate into the nationals because they're the boys coming up from yeah. amateurs you know so it's always interesting to see uh the top guys tra- like transfer into seniors to see mm-hmm. how they match up against uh the big boys i guess so. yeah because there'll be a lot of differences like most of those amateur races they do all your five lap sprints now they yeah. got to put it together for 30 minutes learn a whole new track and two practice mm-hmm. sessions mm-hmm. i mean they have a lot going against them loretta's yeah. is the closest thing to a real pro race and it's still way different yeah mm-hmm. for sure i mean yeah they they got to throw that into the mix so you're doing the most riding in a day they've probably done in ever, ever. Yeah. like and it's on race day like i i don't know if i can say they've been doing 100 minutes or 105 minutes on their practice days mm-hmm. um so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go um but 
like, yeah, they got... I think learning the track won't be an issue, I don't think. I mean, that amateur, if there's one thing those amateurs are good at, it's getting on the track one lap and then bang. Clicking it off. You know, yeah. bang. Like, and, and all the Yanks are. You know, all the Americans are really good at that. Um, something I struggle with, getting on and, and just turning that fire on for, you know, on mm-hmm. second lap. So I'm still doing the jumps like, yeah, this was second gear. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they got two motos. Like, I know a lot of the kids that were doing two motos on on and Loretta's days, you know, you'd see them good in the first motor. On the second motor of the day, they were, they were like, you know, tongue was nearly in the front wheel. So mm-hmm. um be interesting to see how they go, for nice. sure. Okay, so... You texted me, hey, how do I watch X Games? So, I mean, yeah. obviously you figured it out and you watched yeah, it, yeah. right? <clears throat> we had some pretty crazy stuff go down in Minneapolis this year. Yeah. That that uh, backflip body variable was, that was just awesome. Uh, crazy. Mind-blowing, right? Crazy. So, the David Ronaldo, this guy's from France. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that felt like. Like, we talked, it probably felt like you were inside <laughs> of a clothes dryer. Yeah, and, like, his mentioned. arms crossed up going for the grab handles. Yeah, it yeah. was bru- like so burly. Yeah, is he one of Lucas's guys? I think so. Yeah, because I, I saw I Lucas know, on he, TV. He did you see Lucas on TV in a metal militia shirt? No. I think I did. I don't think he was in a metal militia no. shirt. No. Did I you? I saw him on like a round, but I never saw him in a metal militia shirt. Like oh, I, seen I thought I saw him in a militia shirt with a backwards hat. No, like he, it was uh, 2011 again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. not <laughs> Maybe not. No, I seen uh, Matt's poster thing. He might be one of these guys. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was that was crazy. You know th- how mm-hmm. how they can come to doing that and stuff from the first backflips. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What what's the best trick that you can do? Well, I can't really knack knack. I can fender slap. I can pretty do a pretty good no footer. Um, so all the tricks are on mountain bikes. Yeah, Is I there can a do trickster more. I can there? do more tricks on a BMX bike. Yeah. And, oh, I could. Used to. Mm-hmm. I haven't ridden one for four years. So I could do BMX tricks. Not too bad, but no, nah, not anymore. You weren't one of those little kids in Australia watching, like, Krusty Demons all the time? No, 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 no. We, My dad took me to a Krusty Demons show when I was, like, a kid, like mm-hmm. four years old maybe. And I think, he rem- I remember him telling me the only thing that interested me or, like, that I was laughing at or, like, smiling at or clapping or whatever was when the the crusty girls came out and were doing their dance on the <laughs> on the down ramp. <laughs> he said I fell asleep in the other parts and stuff. So nice. Say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, going back a couple of weeks when I was texting you when I was in Canada. So the Australian guy at the bike shop, you didn't know his name. No. But he was talking like you were mates from the same town. Well, for, he was, where was for where was he from? Ah. I Yamandi? got on my phone. Yamandi? Maybe, but you no, said it was like an hour and a half away from where you were. Yeah, 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 wherever it was. Now, I remember you telling me about it, but yeah, it was it was quite a while away. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember it, but... Nice. You're all, where, what city am I from? Is he a poser? Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> well, what city are you selling you from? Well, everyone says, oh, yeah, you know, I live right down the road from him, and they're in a different state or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right, so also next games, uh, we had... Uh, Tyler Behrman won Best Whip. That was big. Pretty big. Is it still a fan vote? I don't know. Or is it judge? I don't think it's fan voted anymore. I think that they must have switched because there was so much like backlash mm-hmm. that's gone on for so long, but Tyler earned that one like, yeah. all the way. Yeah, that was sick. So well, what about you and your whipping? Could you uh, I, do I a wild card entry? To whip. I haven't hit a ramp for a very long time, but I love to hit ramps. I 
honestly, that's something I really enjoy. It's doing whips and, and off a ramp especially. That's really cool. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a, like, Mac Daddy at it, but I, I can whip a bike, like, mm -hmm. not too bad. But, yeah, Berman's whip was pretty pretty sick, especially the back view when you could see his foot was just clipped under his rear mudguard. Yeah. Like, the rear the rear thing, that was pretty sick. So, yeah. props how, to him. <laughs> how, how, did, uh, how did my fellow yellow guy... Wanky, wanky do. I think he did pretty good. Did he get on the podium? I don't know. Dude, his whips are ridiculous. His whips are good, and it's good that he got through because last year he got hurt in the quarter pipe thing and mm -hmm. didn't get to do. A well, because he had really bad broken leg. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like he just started riding. Mm -hmm. he's, a he's lot of guys are just now like coming back from injury. Like Behrman just came back from everything, so that's why they did the big Red Bull video. Vicky's deal was coming back. Somebody else had just come back too from like a long, long injury and done really Parsons? well. Yeah, Parsons, his thumb. He had a, yeah, he had some of his thumb, I think. Mm -hmm. I missed the uh, quarter pipe one. I wanted to see that because that thing amazes me, like, how high they go. Like, mm -hmm. on TV, you can sit, like, camera, you see how, how high they go and how high it looks. So, I mean, and yeah. everyone knows, like, and it's through a camera a lot of screen, hang time. it it minimizes, yeah. minimizes everything. Who, who won? Uh, Corey Creed. Corey Australian Creed. guy, yeah. He's okay. a, he okay. works at, like, a Universal Studios. from your studios. hometown? No. <laughs> you guys mates? Corey Creed. Uh, he might. I don't know where he's from, but is he using mates with Jacko? I think you he's kind of close with everybody, but he yeah. he's like a stunt guy. He works at like a Universal Studios or he used to down in Australia, and he would do like the oh, really? stunt show. And then he Universal. does this stuff on the side. That Whatever. might be near Gold Coast. Yeah. In Gold Coast, Universal Studios? Something like that. Okay, that's like two hours from where I am. Um, I lived. But yeah, he's good, he, and his style is way different than everybody else's. Where everybody wants to carve and do like a big circle, his was straight up and straight back down, like which is <laughs> goes the burliest up on the quarter and comes yeah, back down. Yeah, like it's the burliest one because there's, I mean, a tight gap between the ramp and then the landing, and yeah. he was super close to all of that. But he just like would come in, punch it, go straight up, come back down, mm. and that's sick. Yeah, that was big. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that old uh, Frankie Garcia did a great job running our he social did. for us. I like the walking wave to intro it. That was a yeah. good introduction. I appreciate Frankie doing all that. Because yeah. we talked about that at Washougal, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you the login on, on Thursday, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I enjoyed it. I love you saw it, but he was standing behind Twitch, and he's all, Twitch has the best seat in the house. And oh, yeah. They zoomed in on that girl's yeah. butt. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? That was. Any word on how Frankie did in flat track? I want to say his dad did better than him. Well, but that's to be fair. Well, his, his dad's, dad's good. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I I didn't get to watch the Harley thing yesterday. They just have to make what little bit I saw. They have to make that track bigger because they don't. By the time they get straightened out, they have to do a turn again, mm. and so those guys can't do anything. Was it a short track then? Yeah, with really, really small. bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might as well just like race around the parking lot at the bar. It's the same thing. Yeah. How how about that kind of stuff? You have any interest in uh, doing a roundy round? No. No. Get dizzy, fall off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's. I got a ton of respect for those dudes, mm -hmm. like those speedway dudes. The commitment they like on their bikes, they got no brakes, so they mm -hmm. come in wedged <laughs> and then throw that puppy sideways. It's, it's pretty gnarly. I got a ton of respect for them. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, just relashing on, yeah, recapping on X Games. I think it was personally pretty sick to see how many australians got Dude. hardware that was, yeah right you know walked in, in out the podium and f regular freestyle yeah we had the quarter pipe, quarter pipe. um mcneil one step up did he yeah he yeah. won that but did he get on for best whip on the podium as well i think yeah we had bmx 
two of Mertz's mm-hmm. guys, uh, Brandon Lupo and Lupos and Logan Martin. Mm-hmm. He won two golds. What else? What else was there? Yeah, the all Aussies on the podium and freestyle. Mm-hmm. That was sick. Mm-hmm. Like so, I think. And then they were saying that uh, Australians have had best trick on lock for like many years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Sheen. yeah, like a Jacko's had it for a while. Sheeny mm-hmm. had it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hunter's dog Milo's going ape shit in the corner. Milo, sit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. No, it's it's the Aussies in, in freestyle don't mess around. It's it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Why do you think uh, there's such so many good freestyle type guys from Australia? It's just because they're badass. Race, but I mean, just there's gnarly. more top freestyle guys than top moto guys, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I really think that, like, it's no no joke. I think that that generation got caught by, like, crusties, and they just thought it was amazing. Because yeah. when those crusty tours would go down to Australia, like, they used to riot. They used to jump through the fences <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, I remember that from those videos. And those kids just seem ate up by it. Like, Bilko's yeah. one of them that used to go out and do that. Yeah. Harry Bink. Like, all of those guys grew up watching that and thinking that was the end-all, be-all, and they mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Ja- like, what Jacko does... He treats it like he's like a full-blown athlete at it. Uh, his foam pit setup had always been out, in, like just out in the outback, and then now he has this giant like cover to it, so it's all roofed in. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's stuff down there, they've really, really stepped it up. Mm. Mm. No, it's true, but I mean, it's 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 cool. Like there's so many Aussies on the map, like just on the on the low, like from you know people I talk with or back home and stuff. I I hear there's there's quite a few Aussies that'll be abroad next year and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in GPs and here, so that's pretty cool, you know, for the sport. I mm-hmm. mean, the Aussie Aussie MX scene is is sadly kind of I would I don't know if you could say dying, but it's not it's not growing. Yeah. It seems like so, it comes and goes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does. Like, like somebody like, will throw money at it for like three years yeah, and then they get then, burned. Yeah, pretty much, basically. Yeah. Um, the Supercross, you know, Adam Bailey and his partner, um, a couple other boys, you know. They're doing really well in the Supercross. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy Scott Bannon, he he put in a, a bunch of effort and and time and money into the Queensland Supercross series, which mm-hmm. they would host uh, the following year at National Supercross, um, which was really good. You know, everyone would look forward to those rounds, and I think they do like the Supercross because they can fill them out a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Ozx Open, for example, that that sells out. You know, which is amazing for Australian mm-hmm. motocross Supercross industry. Um, that they can sell out a stadium, you know, I think it helps that they get the the attractions from America, you know, like Anderson, Dino, mm-hmm. um, Reedy back there, obviously, mm-hmm. um, Ricky and stuff like that. So that's something that those dudes will never see, like Aussie fans mm-hmm. and stuff, they don't get to see often. So um, that wow factor definitely helps. But but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, the Aussie, Aussie sport's not what it used to be, that's for sure. Will you be going to the Aussie Open? Not sure. Not sure as of yet. I don't think so. But we'll see. That's what I want to go to. That looks fun. Uh, Especially now at the big stadium, like at Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Which is down Melbourne and stuff. No, it looks looks good. Like last year, they made a series of it. They went Sydney, um, Auckland. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, And for the boys, it's fun as well. I mean, we've got, I want to say, one of the best countries in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. Why not show it? I mean, it's, it's... it's pretty really sick. What was weird about that, Anton, is I was corresponding with them a little bit on mm-hmm. email, and I didn't go ultimately because it was kind of strange. They said I couldn't shoot my own photos or video there 
I had to use what I was provided to cover the race. So I was like, okay. what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I spend all this money to go there? And I, I can't generate yeah. my own mm-hmm. content, which was kind of strange, but yeah. Yeah, I maybe. guess it. I guess it keeps the kooks off the track, right? You know, guys yeah. And there wasn't any room, really. I don't think for anybody to go because it was in a, a basically like a hockey-sized arena. It's yeah. not that big. It was small. It's it small, was small. Yeah. They were using the like Bercy, <laughs> like pretty much like what Bercy was in the '80s and '90s. Yeah. But yeah, they stepped it up big time. Yeah, the new one, like I'm sure you've seen stuff for it. It's like a full football, like soccer field now. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be pretty good. And then they're supposed to get a GP now, too. That's what the last, like, provisional schedule for next year is supposed to be for the GPs is opening round maybe in Australia is oh, what I've heard. I thought you were talking about in Bercy. No, no, like, no. What? <laughs> yeah. So that'll be, like, it's good that you guys have so many because, like, Mitch is killing yeah. it and GPs has been doing yeah, really good. Yeah, for sure. I heard he's sure. in the running for a Honda spot. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. No, that would Landrin's be cool. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure about what they were doing with him, but yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, it's that's good cool. because you guys constantly, it seems like it's a lull, but then there will be like little groups of guys that come out yeah, and kill for it sure. for a while. I mean, it's as, you know, you could, you could look at it in two different ways. You could be, I could look at it like a little bit selfish and be like, oh, no, I want to be the only Australian overseas racing mm-hmm. currently at the moment because y- you want all that but at the same time i mean it's a bit silly the more australians we have overseas the better it's going to be for our sport in australia yeah. for the kids looking up you know like i never knew about chad reed until i was 13 14 seeing him racing in america mm-hmm. when i started to watch american races i had no idea he went to europe mm-hmm. you know because he was the only one there at the time um that was you know and he was only there for one year so it was kind of hard to follow but if we've got guys like in america in the gps you know that's constantly australians on on social media you know their their results are being uh not documented but you know the australian media companies uh follow it you know and then Mm -hmm. they're always doing race recaps after weekends it's it's i think it's awesome um for the up-and-coming kids to give them a, a goal in a site that says hey no mxd which is the stepping stone to mx2 in australia and mx2 in australia is not that's not the end goal if you want if you want that that's sure you can you can do it you know if the series still there in 10 12 years but like here's your end goals you know like Mm -hmm. you can you can do this and you can do that you know Mm -hmm. you can do the amas you can get there it's possible so i think it's i think it's really cool that we've got guys over there and Mitch you know he's a good kid as well he's a good role model he he works hard he doesn't go and party and and just mm-hmm. you know do the opposite of what this sport is sort of breeding you to do mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah. And, and like what you said too like the moto online guys that's mm-hmm. like the biggest website from australia yeah. they do a lot covering for everything sure. from you guys over here in the u.s to the gp guys and sure. tells every, all those yeah. kids down there like hey you can go do this mm. stuff instead of just racing around down here for sure and jed beaton the yep. other aussie over there you know he's on factory husky um poor dude just had a yeah he cracked his sternum so that sucks but he should be back uh before nations mm-hmm. so i just texted him a little bit and and um and burner as well obviously you know the team manager so um ideally i i believe that would be the the sort of team perfect team you know mitch and jed they're over there racing it it's easy transition for them they're in the sand they've been doing it i would go back a couple weeks early and Mm -hmm. just brush up on all that again um but as far as as that i think that'd be pretty pretty sweet team um but yeah i mean it's it's cool you know like mitch and jed and 
and myself we raced as kids growing up and now mm. now we're you know in different continents racing it's pretty cool so um yeah it'll be good yeah i think like that's the plan too for everybody if you get picked and you're a u.s based guy you're going to go to europe and you're going to do as many sand motos as you can so for you sure. don't get blown out <laughs> for sure and i think it's it's good that you go there because um just on the other hand you know like you're not the only guy over here while everyone's uh-huh. you know they're in the bahamas they're wherever they are you know mm-hmm. having a good time off season you're you're there slogging your ass out in the sand getting used to it get you know you, you're over in europe those guys are still training their season's still on so mm-hmm. that also just brings the environment you know you don't feel like you're one dude just out here slagging mm-hmm. 35 and 40 minute motos in the sand like killing yourself yeah. so <laughs> but I, I think it'll be a big deal too because if those guys do get to go do these practices i mean if they ride at some of those tracks in belgium or the netherlands or wherever they're going to be around people that ride all the time and they're mm. going to learn stuff you're not going to learn yeah, everything sure. in two days for sure a hundred percent, and they're gonna get passed by some some goofball Belgian no namer like <laughs> Joe Potato, and I mean I will on the first week there. Yeah. Like it's just how it is. It's you can't go around it. There's gonna be some dude there on a, a two fifty two stroke or a four fifty with a gear on that you've never heard of that gear brand mm-hmm. and a helmet that looks like it's from Walmart, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna ride around the outside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's. <laughs> that's part of the deal there it, mm-hmm. it humbles you you know and and you go from trying to chase down the the joe potato no name <laughs> with four numbers on his a number plate <laughs> <laughs> to you know then you, you're looking at other pros and stuff that's how you how you build there and stuff but but yeah no i, I in all honesty i'm really looking forward to going back mm-hmm. um you know taking my geico machine with me um it'll be fun you know i get to catch up with my friends mm-hmm. i had there um little trip down memory lane um so yeah it should be really cool i think like this is as as excited as everybody was about redbud last year it kind of blowing up in their faces killed all the enthusiasm but i think that this is going to be like probably one of the most hyped nations because it's wide open right now like yeah. italy's out Cairoli, hurlings is just going to come back they don't yeah. know like what all they're going to do like pretty much anybody could win right now for sure for sure Fingers crossed it's Australia. <laughs> I think you guys are good, yeah. Does anyone know who they're thinking for the American team? Yeah. It's uh, Jason, Zach, and then it was between Cooper Webb and Justin Cooper. and so For the 250? No. Uh, Zach for a 250 or uh-huh. Justin Cooper for the 250, but I think it's going to be Justin on the 250 and then Zach, Jason. Okay. But honestly, if they would have went Cooper, Webb, Anderson, Osborne, that would have been like a really pissed off team, like out for revenge because mm-hmm. of like Jason at Majora, <coughs> Cooper at Majora, and then Zach at Matterly. Like these yeah, guys really want to step up for what they had lost. Sure, out on. that's a pretty good team too. I was gonna say Jason. I f- I forgot about mm-hmm. uh, a Zach. I didn't think that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, that would be a smart choice. Um, for sure. No, that's that would be really mm-hmm. a, a yeah. pretty good team. I think. I yeah. don't think they're doing anything wrong with that. I mean. I, I think, and it'll get announced Saturday, I think that Cooper Webb isn't going to go, but I think Justin is going to get okay. cycled in just because he's top 250 guy. And sure, sure. So you don't think that they will allow Zach to ride a 250? Because he, he wanted to go so badly, he goes, put him in the 250. He tested yeah. it. He did. He did everything to do it. Yeah. Okay. You know, he told me a couple of weeks ago, and then he's like, just don't say it for a while. And then he said it to somebody else the other day on record. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're good now. Yeah, yeah we're good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be, and he would be team captain. 
yeah. you know, because he, he knows all the stuff over there. He's already sounds like he's got it planned out to go back to England for a little bit and stay with uh, uh, he's gonna go there, with Mel yeah, at yeah. Mel's place and then go ride sand tracks. And okay. Yeah, it'll be a lot. But I think it'll be probably one of the better teams because they really for know. Sure. They have – it's like the – what was it, 92, where everybody just wrote the team off. Like, we don't even care. Mm-hmm. Emic, what was it, Emic Larocco and who else? It wasn't, it wasn't Ricky yet. No, but like everybody's like, yeah, they're not going to do anything, and yeah. then they win, and then it starts the whole sixteen-year just, like, yeah, or continues it. Yeah, no, I think they'll do well. Obviously, Zach's got history there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's pretty loose. Mm-hmm. I think his his personality will help him there as well because he's kind of loose, just whatever mm-hmm. takes it. He's how just got to watch out for flying japs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to get landed on. Well, they made that rule now. Like you, you can't, can't roll the finish you line. Got, you have to accelerate past that. And that when they announced that at the donations last year, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the sad thing about that is, you know, I spent some time in Japan. Yeah. And the, the, the amount of shit they give that guy, the, his friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. It's just. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I heard that he wanted to apologize, like, in Italy that year. And everybody's like, yeah, no, you're good. You're yeah, just going to stay back here for now. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear me. The Japs are so funny and, like, not, uh, I don't know. It's just, they're special. We've had in Suzuki, you know, a Japanese, um, you know, Suzuki test guy and come uh-huh. over and they're just funny and, like, I don't know. It's like they're just characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're funny. And it's like, if anyone would happen to land on it, it's like them. Yeah. Like, and in a way, it's people that, that are was, the most respectful. Sure. And yeah. it's like, they don't mean to do it. It's just they're like, they're like, oh, you know, like, like <laughs> Hey, you know who's going? Uh, Narita is going for Japan. Is this he year. going? Yeah, he's thirty-nine years old. That's How's not Narita's sand skills? Is there a lot of sand in Japan? Huh? Is there a lot of sand in Japan? No, there's a lot of mud, and mud and sand technique is it's not similar at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just I was I was shocked. He texted me. He's all. I'm going to destinations. That'll be good though. Yeah, I love following his Instagram. If oh, you don't follow his Instagram, it's the best. Nari- yeah. I was, talk- I was telling my chick about it the other day. I'm like, Narita's is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like his uh, his post about going to Okinawa on vacation? Uh, my like, No, my personal yeah. favorite was after a race weekend. He posted a photo of his Lamborghini, and he yeah. mustn't have had a good weekend. Like, need more work. <laughs> I need new Lamborghini or something. <laughs> I want better one. Need win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, that Lego motocross guy sent him one, yeah. and then just like real humble brag, he did it over a Louis Vuitton bag, so it was all Louis print on the back. I'm like, that's badass. <laughs> nice. No one flexes like them. Yeah. So hey, what's uh, what's the rest of your week like? Or what? Are you, you're going to the gym right now, right? Yeah. Just gym, eat, go. Back. I might take Ma to the dog park, let him yeah. get rid of some energy. Um, I don't know. I might. Pretty sure just the same old deal. Gym. Yeah, no gym recovery. Oh, I was gonna try a cycle. Yeah, I was, but not mountain bike yet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I texted him, "What are you doing tomorrow?" He goes, "Can't ride mountain bikes yet if that's the tree you're barking up." Yeah, <laughs> and that's always that always is. Yeah. So I'm like an hour. Yeah, what, what's he hitting me up for? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm in her. Uh, just just building. I should be able to start building some some you know cuff strength, rotor cuff strength, mm-hmm. and building a bit more strength back you know i had a week and a little bit of no no activity in my upper body um on this side anyway so we'll be looking to yeah just 
get back healthy. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's just what it is now. You know, mm-hmm. just get back healthy. You know, I mowed the lawn yesterday, done a bunch of gardening. We got the palm trees, those orange nuts oh. fallen off. Does does Milo eat those things? No, it's out the front. We don't let him okay. go out the front, but yeah. they're in the grass. They're falling through the grass. So you got to, oh, it's a nightmare. I spent yeah, like two worst. hours. No, my dog chews on him. He brings him in the house. He would, but we got bark in the back that he chews yeah. on. Chews on wooden bark. Yeah, so I'll be walking through the house and my bare feet and I step on one. It's nice. <laughs> Terrible. Will you still go to Unadilla? No. No. I didn't know if it was like watch Baby Brother ride. Okay. You see him ride enough. <laughs> I'll watch him on the TV. I've seen him ride enough. <laughs> okay, it, like this is something that I wondered when you guys came to the race series. Is it weird to race with your brother? Because I've only raced with my brother one time, mm-hmm. and I was so scared of him getting hurt that I was like, I, I can't do this. I had really? to stop. Well, and then he did get hurt. He smashed his face. Yeah, but like, I, mean, I never wanted to. Like, we, we can ride, but when we race, I don't want to race with him. And then. Like, is that a weird thing for you where you're like, I hope he's okay, or are you just um, so focused on your own deal? I mean, I'm focused on my own deal, like making sure I don't get hurt. But, I mean, of course, I don't – anyone can get hurt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want him to get hurt and stuff, but it's part of the sport. He's been really lucky with injuries. Like, mm-hmm. he broke his collarbone this year in Hangtown, and that was the first bone he'd ever broken. Really? Um, at 15. So, I mean, wow. as far as, as motocrosses and as how serious and professional he's done it for, like mm-hmm. racing in Europe and all that – to not have any broken bones he's had like some muscle stuff but no broken bones like that's pretty solid so um yeah i mean i don't know like i raced with him at one of don's series at milestone mm-hmm. and he beat me on one of the motos when it was oh, the shit talk must have been thick yeah oh i was i wanted to kill him because track was flat like yeah. it was just i think it was what four laps and it was yeah. <laughs> i got Six. a crap start no it was four really yeah because it was the 251 Oh, okay. Yeah, it was for I remember. Don't worry, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember every detail of that race. I spun up on the gate. He whole shot it, and then you had that Yamaha kid in front of you. That was on the 451 yeah. later, and yeah, it was just flat milestone. I was coming back. I was gonna burn the car and strangle him. Nice. But I mean, yeah, I'd take him out if I had to. <laughs> All right, on man. Um, hey, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for sharing your morning with us. No worries. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Heal up. And uh, yeah, we look, look forward to seeing you at Ironman. Yeah, fingers crossed I'll be there. And uh, if not, I'll, I'll come out and watch. I'm sure I'll make a commitment or something. Maybe we'll see. Or maybe Bud's Creek. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But we'll see. We'll cool. see. Right on. Hey, thanks for listening to the 60 Helmets Kickstarter podcast.